The people want to know, hon, are you still pregnant? Even more pregnant than I was the last time we talked. Oh, well, that's something. Um, <laughs> how far from the due date? I am not including today five days away, I guess. Okay. Or, and yeah. what's going on in your head? I mean, what's been happening? So some things that's been happening, some things that have been happening like physically, not in my head. I'll start with physical things. My baby's dropping, not like out, but going down south, coming in to dock. Okay. Ready to hit the port. <laughs> sure. Coming in for a landing, something like that. Okay. How many analogies can we use? I don't know. <laughs> Probably what. So what happens Anyways, when the baby drops? What's me- this deal? It means that he's like, what I envision is like him, like army crawling or her, army crawling with the shoulders, just going down the canal. Okay. And moving around a lot. I just saw my belly moving. It was belly dancing without even huh. any intention there. Okay. Um. Now... I don't know. Let's go. Um, what are people's reactions when you're like, hey, I'm 39 weeks pregnant? I mean, what have you been getting from others? So a lot of people are shocked. One lady <laughs> the other day at work was like, um, I saw you a few weeks ago and I wondered if you were pregnant. And then I and I talked to you and I saw that you're pregnant. And now you're telling me that you're due next week. <laughs> He's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you are so tiny. <laughs> like, how are you even? I didn't even notice you were pregnant the other day. And I was like, I'm wondering if you need to get your cataracts checked. <laughs> um, no offense. She's a very sweet old lady. But um, so people are pretty surprised that I'm like this far along. Another lady at the post office, she was hilarious. The postmaster, she was like, congratulations. Here are your stamps, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, thanks. I have one week to go. And she was like, one week. I look like a house when I was at <laughs> that far along and so people are pretty shocked that I'm 39 weeks I mean I guess I look tiny I don't look tiny to myself but to yeah. other people I guess I do yeah I mean you know you're kind of a small person in general but um yeah I mean you're definitely bigger than your normal I guess I mean I don't feel like I don't look pregnant <laughs> so I don't know how there could be maybe just yeah, smaller than a lot of people see. Yeah. 39 weeks. So other than the belly, what are the most substantial physical changes or challenges maybe that you've endured in the last nine months? Um, thankfully, it's been pretty simple, except my feet are swollen a lot and they get sore and they feel like they're going to explode. I feel like the Michelin tire man. Is that what his name yeah, is? Yeah, the white <laughs> dude all puffed up. All puffed up with like, like, it looks like he has band-aids around each joint, you know, and it's just like cutting off circulation Mm, sure that's how my feet feel and uh so it's kind of hard to like i want to be off my feet because they're sore but the rest of my body wants to move and ride the bike and walk and do all these other things and lift weights and i right it's just like this battle yeah now i haven't been around a lot of pregnant women i mean you know all my friends have had babies and stuff but anyways you've been very active in your pregnancy i would say you know and i don't know It depends on the personality and the character, right? Some people are going to just be more active anyways. But our neighbor's pregnant. Actually, we believe she's at the hospital right now. Yeah, hopefully everything's going well. Yeah, I think they left like yesterday, it seemed like. Um, But anyways, yeah, you know, she commented on like, because you were running the other day. (laughs) Now, folks, just so you know, it's like short spurs. She's not going for like a 10-mile jog. But, you know, just the idea of a pregnant woman running through the neighborhood, right? (laughs) Like this pregnant. And she's like, yeah, I thought that baby was just going to pop right out, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very active you've been. Now, will this help 
uh, the delivery goes smoother. I mean, they say more movement, right? Yeah, it seems like it would be the case. Um, everything I've read and pe- you know things that people have said on their blogs and all that stuff, like, yeah, you want to keep active. You want to keep healthy. It makes the labor smoother. It keeps you from gaining too much weight. Obviously, you need to gain you know, a healthy amount of weight, but if you gain too much, that can make labor harder. So supposed to be really good stuff. Plus, for me, like my... I'm a tight person anyways. My hips already as an athlete have limited range of motion and are very tight. So I think like me moving around is helping to keep everything as loose as possible. Right. Which is good. Even if you weren't pregnant, you would need to move because that's just who you are. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess I, I think of it again. I don't know anything about this stuff, but, uh, but what you tell me, what we research, but I would almost like, you know, let's say you used to play soccer and you hadn't played in like 12 years, but you just go out there. You still have the skill set, right? And you might have a good 30 minutes or even hour, but the next like week you can <laughs> barely walk because you haven't done this in 12 years. But I just think like, yeah, you're going to be more in game shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, the delivery could throw any surprise at you, but hopefully this right. will help things just kind of go flower. Your body will be stronger, all these kind of things. The recovery will be quicker. Yeah, a lot of people say that the recovery is quicker, depending, you know, as long as you're not doing the wrong type of exercises. But another thing, like, a lot of people are kind of say, like, this is almost like a marathon event is delivering a baby. It's You're going on for hours and hours, and your body's enduring intense muscle cramps. And you're using a lot of nutrients to go through this. The more you can train your body, just as any other athletic event, like the better shape you're going to be in, um, yeah, the better your recovery is going to be. So, you know, hopefully that's the case. As you said, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have been quite blessed to keep moving. We were on a hike last night, actually. We went on, uh, I mean, it's like we're talking two miles. did one, you know, we went away last weekend. We went for a couple hikes, went swimming. We went on a bike ride the other day before the hike. So very active. Now, you know, thanks be to God that we, you know, this has worked out this way for you, especially because you like to move. We don't know what the future might bring, but can you imagine a pregnancy for you and a lot of people face literally doctor's orders like in bed, right? Because you have some complications mm-hmm. or where the situation is. How would your mental game be in a situation like that? I would probably. <laughs> How would my mental game I, be? I was just going to say, <laughs> you would be the one suffering from <laughs> terribly. I'd probably be so depressed and just be like, oh my gosh, like just dying inside. My soul would be dying. Um, and I've actually thought about this before. I sprained my MCL once. Um, playing ultimate frisbee i caught the frisbee in the end zone that's all that really matters (laughs) and then my friend i can't even remember his name now um this was years ago but he was like six one six two and he ran into me and knocked me over and i sprayed my mcl anyways i was on crutches for like a month and i was in a brace and I, i couldn't do my job in the full capacity and i couldn't hike and i was like I I was a basket case, you know, and I was just like so depressed. I was like, oh my gosh, my life is terrible. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, if I'm ever bedridden, I'm going to need your grace because I can't handle this. <laughs> so I think I would have a really rough time. I would concur. I mean, this girl, if she's in shelter too long, she just starts going bonkers. And I mean <laughs> that with all love. And I totally get it too. I'm kind of the same way. Um, but I somehow, I don't know. Maybe I manage it differently than you. Like you just, you start getting mad. (laughs) (laughs) I just maybe get like stressed or something. I don't know. But yeah, everyone handles things differently. Yeah, I go crazy. I go a little mental, you guys. It's not even, (laughs) it's funny in hindsight, but in the moment, it's not pretty. It's not pretty, folks. 
but you know what we try to help each other out and uh it helps that you know one another you know kind of how to deal with them in those times right if that happens though just for future reference any of you out there you see me in that situation you just stay bring clear. me some <laughs> stay clear that's something or bring me some plants or take me outside put me in a bed a reclining bed outside and i will be the happiest person ever so for years i've been praying um like thank you lord for my legs uh and for the ability to move because again uh you know i'm very active as well athletic all my life all these things and i just love to move and i always thought about those who can't right there's so many people who can't whether you're elderly um, you know, you were a veteran, something like that, right? So physical injuries, any any kind of situation. And there's to be a lot of listeners out there probably who can experience this. And I'm just like, wow, how would I deal with that? And I'm like, God, I pray for them to have the peace. Because I know as much as I like my legs and moving around and stuff, I know with God's grace, you can still have complete happiness and fulfillment. Not to say it wouldn't be a cross, but I know that grace is there. But I'm like, I can't, my brain can't quite realize it, you know? And here's the thing. Sometimes I'll be moving around all the time like going on walks, going on all these things. And they're great. I love nature getting out. But a lot of times I'm trying to pray to the Lord and I notice I'm a little bit more busy, you know, on the nature walk. And it can be beautiful. You can connect with them. My best prayer always is when I'm like in a quiet room, just like the Bible says, right? You shut the door and like, I'm just like one-on-one because I cut all distractions out. You know, I almost sometimes got to turn the lights off, like no distractions and just like start to pray from him within me. And those are always my best prayer moments. They always outdo my prayers in nature, like always for me. Now, there could be some people, you know, works different for them. But I'm just like, I know the peak of life is not having my legs. Like, that's not why, you know, I love to move and, you know, whatever that's in me. But, yeah, I just, I wrestle with that. And I I thank God all the time. And I, every Saturday, this is what I do. I pray for, yeah, for people who can't move. And I pray, Lord willing, you know, that we'll keep our movement as long as we can and can glorify him with it. But I know it's not the top. Where are we going with that topic? I don't know, but yeah. Well, I think it's important to realize that like whatever whatever the cause, whether it's because of pregnancy or even having children and you can't move because you're bound to what their movement is, right? So you can't hike, for example, as fast as you might want to if you have children with you because you're limited to their their pace or whatever it is. Or maybe you're a caregiver and you are not able to move as freely as you would like to because you're in charge of this other person or whatever it is, the examples you gave. What is our ultimate end? And I think that is where the peace comes from. Those situations are really hard to be in, but if you have that end vision in mind, which is Jesus himself, like it makes that bearable. Not easy, not likable, but bearable. And... Um, Maybe that's what you're getting at. No matter what we go through, what sufferings we go through, whatever their cause is, like, there's always a greater purpose for life than just having that health or the ability to do whatever you want. Right. In some circumstances, and this can relate to anything in life, like I can't do an activity anymore. I don't just mean physically. I don't, maybe it doesn't work in my schedule or something like this, right? Many things. I can't see this person that I used to love to hang out with or whatever the deal is. You know, if that is the Lord's will, then it's up to me to you know, some of the language you could use is like die to yourself, right? To like sacrifice that, to, to, to accept that suffering and to say, this is real. I can, and I don't mean in a bad way, <laughs> but I can pout about it, be mad about it. And that's going to happen. That's totally human. I do that all the time. Right. But eventually I need to get on to God's plan. And there finally, once you, once you embrace that suffering and this is hard, I'm not saying I've mastered this at all. And I don't know what's coming down the road, right? <laughs> Pray for me. But like, once you embrace that, 
Then you get to what the saints find all the time, which is freedom in Christ. And then even without my legs, I know, I know if the Lord takes my legs from me in this life, as much as I like moving, I know there's a freedom. It's not like, oh, life's over for me. This is going to be horrible the rest of my days. There'll be suffering and there'll be days where I wish I could play hockey and stuff. But I know there's a freedom because there is God. Like we said it, you know, my legs or whatever you're talking about, whatever thing you have to give up, that's not the end. You know, God is the end. Those are means to an end. Um, but his grace is sufficient. That's right out of the scripture, you know, for each moment. And there is a freedom. There's a suffering and there's a beautiful cross there uh, that you can offer up. But I know there's a freedom and I know there's peace. And and that's my hope when I pray for veterans. I'm just hoping that they can get to that place with God, right? They can get to that freedom and then have great life. Like you don't know by me moving around and doing whatever I do, there's many things I don't do where I, if I was just in one spot, maybe become a great author or whatever the deal is. Like there's always more life and more to do, you know? And Right. Yeah. yeah you don't know what doors, I hate that cliche phrase, but it's the best analogy, whatever. You don't know what doors or opportunities that God wants to bring through that. I think of the saints, like so many saints did their great accomplishments on earth they had their movements um, or opened their orphanages or had their huge impact on the world through illness or through um, incredible uh, persecution, right? It was like through those moments of suffering that some of the greatest influencers pre-TikTok and Instagram um, made the world a different place for the better. And you know, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, um, particularly the last, just in recent prayer, my life is not my own. And that phrase I've had to really tell myself that and really change my mental game um, to that idea. My life is not my own. There are things that I want, but my life is not my own. And I have to realize that God is trying to sanctify me. God is trying to make me the person he intended me to be through these many deaths, these little martyrdoms, right? So yes, I'm away from mountains. Okay. That is a martyrdom that is not overlooked, but is my path to holiness. This is my vocation now. And like I was thinking the other day when someone was talking about a job situation and it made me think, oh, what about my job situation? Like, what is my future going to be like? And blah, blah, blah. What? And I just started thinking so far ahead. And I realized that my peace was being robbed. There was some joy and excitement at thinking about different opportunities that um, could be in my future. But I realized, no, my peace actually is here where God has me. And I actually do find true joy in that. And that has been like the greatest act of surrender that I've had in a while to say like, no, Lord, you have me here and I'm going to live right here. I'm not going to think about whatever in the future, different jobs, different houses, different benchmark moments in life, because that's not where God has me. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot there. Yeah. Great reminder. And it's true. Like I know logically it's tougher in those moments, but like when you're in a place, even at your job, <laughs> and you're like, I just don't want to be here. I just want to go home. You could just ditch work, but now you're not doing your duty, right? Now you're not where the Lord has called you and you're actually not going to attain the greatest happiness. It's like any kind of sin, right? You can go ahead and try and do that, but you're not actually where you need to be. And you, it's not possible the universe isn't spun that way. You're not actually going to find happiness. It's like if you're single and you try to jump in a relationship before it's meant to be, you know, the time is right and it's the right person. You can't 
you can't reach those heights. You can't skip time in what the Lord needs to do. Like you can't skip, you know, you have to go the hard way. And for us to bring this back to pregnancy, that's going to be a diaper at three in the morning and a whining, you know, <laughs> a whining sleep. little bucket of love. Oh <laughs> uh, Yes. A bucket of love and a lot of urine. And, um, so that's where we're headed. And, uh, we got to remember that. And hopefully our life has taught us, you know, I think being older, I mean, we, you hear from so many, you know, we're older. So, uh, having our first child, everyone around us has babies. So it's like the ideas aren't new. So hopefully going into it, um, we'll be able to embrace like, yes, here we, here we go. Like, I know this is the suffering. It won't just like smack us in the face. Like, what's this? I'm tired. Like, we know we're going to be tired. We know it's going to be hard, but hopefully we can just really enter into that space. Um, because that's those, that's a benchmark moment in your life really. And, and friends of mine who are already uh, past that with their kids are like, yeah, in some ways it was hard. It was a suffering, but I actually kind of missed some of that. You know, and uh, so we have to embrace that moment and be right there with our child, just like God is with us when we're whining and pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pooping, mostly because of the beet juice and the mushrooms. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go ahead and watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else to wrap up from this labor before you give the baby that you want to share? I don't know what's on your heart. The Lord's been doing. I'm just so excited. Um, I never was the type of girl that like grew up dreaming of my wedding and having kids and being a mom. Not that I thought those were things were bad, but those just were not things that were on my mind. And now that God has brought that, brought me to that place. Like I just feel so blessed and excited and I already just feel like I love this child so much. And I can't wait to journey in faith and enjoy with this child and be able to share like the beauty of life with this child. And, um, I guess I'm not worried like, at this point, I'm not worried about the crying and the pooping, and um, I'm going to have to come back to this episode and listen to myself say this, right? Mm, but right. Um, you'll have to remind me. But um, I just, yeah, I just feel a lot of joy and excitement, and um, I'm already feeling like some more intense contractions, not like super intense, but just more so than like the ones I've had up to this point. So we're just any day now it's just gonna come that's <laughs> true she I was just making pizza dough and she's got a uh, pizza dough on her belly guys it's yep. the flower it's the flower i look shirt. like an italian a true italian, <laughs> yeah, italian mom <laughs> that's beautiful well we appreciate everyone's prayers for this delivery and our parenthood to uh to come yes indeed thank you so much and know that part of my offering during this labor is for y'all. Um, I'm definitely going to be praying as much as I can be. I all have intentions from people as I'm suffering through my labor. So if you have any prayer intentions in particular that you want to send our way, so that way we can take them with us to the hospital and really just make this a moment of prayer and offering up for you all, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to pray for you that way. Sounds good. Please share the show, like, subscribe. We're praying for you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.